here I was, an unimportant fifth-round draft pick from Syracuse University, waiting for my first NFL action, standing amongst and surrounded by future-to-be Steelers legends. You found the Wolfcast on Steelers Nation Radio and Steelers.com. The crowd was bigger than I'd ever seen anywhere in my life. The roaring from the home crowd seemed to come from everywhere, swirling through the upper reaches of the Meadowlands, even though it was just the first preseason game of the 1980s season. The significance of a giant Steelers matchup in a meaningless preseason game was, in the big scheme of things, minor, to be sure. Unless, of course, you happen to be a rookie like me, trying to make the roster of the recently crowned four-time Super Bowl Kings of the NFL. Kickoff was fast approaching. Man, adrenaline washed over me in buckets, and I was fighting the strangling tendrils of nervousness, of being overwhelmed in my very first NFL game. Here I was, an unimportant fifth-round draft pick from Syracuse University, waiting for my first NFL action, standing amongst and surrounded by future-to-be Steelers legends. The Giants kicked off, and I was out of my mind with excitement, watching the game unfold from the sidelines. Back-to-back, running plays left the Giants short of the first down marker. Now on third down, the Giants threw the ball. It was a typical, everyday, short out route by a Giants wide receiver, just trying to nudge the ball past the first down marker. The wide receiver sprinted several steps down the field, dropped his hips, planted strongly on his outside foot, cut hard for the sidelines, then reached out and caught the well-timed pass a couple yards away from the out-of-bounds. With shocking closing speed, like a giant bird of prey, Mel Blunt swooped in and circled the waist of the Giants receiver, planted his feet firmly, and then, in an explosive, violent upheaval of the hips, legs, and back, Blunt ripped the Giants receiver off the artificial turf, pivoted, and slammed him headfirst back to the ground. The sidelines around me exploded in shouts of exultation as the ball came loose and rolled out of bounds from the now lying still wide receiver. I think my jaw hit my shoe tops. Mel, standing above him, looking for all the world like a heavyweight champion, having just vanquished the latest threat to his reign, glared to see if anybody else wanted a shot at the belt. Blunt watched as the now rising groggily to his knees wide receiver simply rolled over onto his back once the trainers arrived. Mel looked down at him, shrugged his shoulders, turned and walked to the sidelines. No histrionics, no classless, boorish behavior, just the simple acknowledgement of physical superiority and power displayed in one heart-stopping moment, such as I'd never experienced before this close up. Meanwhile, the crowd, now roused by Blunt's ferocity, countered and began making their feelings heard. An avalanche of boos cascaded down in a sonic flood. Blunt continued walking to the bench, never acknowledging the play, the crowd, or the sheer violence that had just been unleashed. Man, you talk about being impressed. This was the NFL, circa 1980. And it was just another play on the job by a future Hall of Famer, Mel Blunt, a.k.a. Soup, short for Superstar. Said Mel, one of the things that I always wanted to do was let people know that this is my territory. If you come in here, you're going to have to pay. (laughs) Pay indeed. Yes, the game has changed, and yes, the play that just unfolded in front of me on that day so long ago would have cost Mel a second mortgage on his house to pay off the fine in today's football. You see, that was balling out in today's terminology, but in yesterday's accepted physicality. Said Mel, football is a physical game, and, well, it used to be anyway. (laughs) You see, there's the Mel Blunt rule, and then there was Mel Blunt's personal rule. Quite a difference. 
Prior to 1978, a wide receiver could be physically jammed all the way up and down the field prior to the throw. Someone such as the physically dominant Blunt, six foot three, 205 pounds of cow punching, rodeo rancher tough muscle, physically overwhelmed receivers, sometimes not letting them even get off the line of scrimmage. Mel Blunt's personal rule of thumb was, as he said, to make them pay. So the NFL decided there needed to be a change. Thus, the Mel Blunt rule. Simply put, you couldn't touch a receiver after you got five yards down the field. Now, do you think that offended Mel? <laughs> Said Mel. I think any time a player can have such an effect on the game that they name a rule after you, I think it's an honor. And it's something that my kids can read about. And so it's a part of your legacy. And I'm honored that they thought enough of the way I played the game that they would change the rule and call it the Mel Blunt rule. He's a game changer, and folks, I do that in air quotes. It's an often used term to describe the brilliance of a player, but in this case, it really does apply. I can't even imagine being so good, so dominant, that the NFL rules makers felt they had to change the rules of the game specifically for a man like Mel. The game was literally, not figuratively, but literally changed by Mel Blunt. I imagine there's a lot of cornerbacks in today's NFL that look back at the man, the legend, and the source of so much angst in today's passing game. Said Mel, defense backs today, they probably look at me and say, man, that's the guy right there that's causing us so many problems today. Yes, that is the man. He is no myth, but he is a legend. And forever will be remembered for the rule that changed the game and that bears his name. I'm Greg Wolfley, and this is the Wolfcast. Thank you for listening.